we're beyond the beyond. We're beyond the curse. And speaking of the beyond, I I follow a few uh, pages uh, accounts on Twitter. I'm not calling it X. Shove your X. <laughs> it's Twitter, okay? Um, one called Dawn of the Discs and a few others. Yeah. And they basically, yeah, they announce this is now being released in 4K. This is coming out. And I, I was like, I've recently, just recently started following Dawn of the Discs myself. Really good, really good account. Mm. And I can't remember who's doing it, but there's a house by the uh, cemetery. I'm like, what? Yes, where's where's the Beyond one? It's probably Arrow. I think yeah. it's Arrow. Where's my Beyond 4K? I don't want House by the Cemetery. I mean, I kind of want all three, but firstly, I want the Beyond. <laughs> you, want, you want the movie that you actually enjoyed. I want <laughs> First and foremost, the others are just filler for the completionist in you. Apparently, yeah, apparently it did come out, um, but I haven't been able to see it anywhere. No. Um, I'm The one I'm looking forward to most at the minute is mm. uh well the rosemary's baby one but i think there's another exorcist one on the way as well yeah the 50th anniversary mm. yeah yeah uh, the rosemary's baby one has really nice artwork on it though i love that artwork. yeah it's absolutely it's, fantastic it's beautiful yeah, it's a great image really really good um yeah, I'm looking. For, yeah, looking forward to the uh, might splurge on the Exorcist one. Yeah, that that's quite tempting. That one, isn't it? Um, I think it's around fifty. Uh, if I'm looking on Amazon, for example, um, that it it is that can't be right. Oh no, four K not available. Blu-ray though. Blu-ray collects edition at 18... Oh, no, that's <laughs> that's the German version called Der Exorcist. Um, <laughs> never mind. Um, a lot of these... A lot of these 4K collector's editions, you can't actually get on Amazon. They're very specific. Like, like, they're only from, like we said, Arrow, Screen Factory. Mm-hmm. They're not being uh, widely available. Yeah, no, generally released. The only I'm in fact the one I'm seeing at the minute, eBay is coming up a lot for it, and it's around the one hundred pound to two hundred pound mark. Yeah, yeah, that's that's becoming the problem. Oh, wow. I mean, it's there a- is a there is a four K edition of it for like twenty quid on Amazon, but it's not the it's not the big special edition box set. It's a problem, but at the same time, I guess for collectors. And I, I am a collector, but I don't feel like I fall into this reasoning. It makes it more special. Yeah. You know, it's not just click, click, one buy on Amazon. You've got it. It's you have to you have to find it. You've got to you've got to you got to you got to look for it. You got to put the work in. Um, you yeah. do, but by the same token, it's really annoying. Not everybody can have it. <laughs> no, it's yeah. not that easy to come by, and it's not that easy to find. Which is. Um, was the most frustrating for me with Shout Factory with um they they do some incredible collections and they do the 4K Halloweens mm. and they do not post to the UK right and that is so frustrating so you to buy the 4K Halloweens you have to buy them individually on Amazon and they're 35 
£30 each. Whereas you could get the bundle for like 80 I think it's like the first six. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. I've I've got the bundle of H2O Resurrection. Uh, no, six H2O and Resurrection. There you go. That's the three greatest ones. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Warner Brothers shop does have a 50th anniversary collector's uh, steelbook collector's edition. It's got like a almost cell shaded Reagan on the on the cover, which is nice. But again, it's not. Oh, nice! It's not the big. It's not the big box set with not the big cheese. All the all the books and the poster and everything. Which yeah, hundred pound on Amazon seems to be. Like the best I can find uh, on eBay, sorry, seems to be the best I can find for that mm. at the minute with just sort of a cursory look. It's it's also the same with um, the 2013 4K Evil Dead that I bought. Uh, I had to get it on eBay because I couldn't couldn't get it on the UK Amazon or HMV or Zavi. Um, they don't exist. It's a shame. It's 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 the slow. Um, the slow disappearance of physical media. Mm. Whereas now I feel like a lot of work, a lot of effort is being put into these collector's edition releases nowadays. Yeah. Compared to DVDs where they never, they never felt that special. These are, these feel really special and they're just not the, the one I showed you the other day. It's not horror, but the fifth element 4k collector's mm -hmm. edition that finally turned up. It's at, it's downstairs. It's absolutely beautiful. There's so much content inside it, and it's just a nice, a nice item to have. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. I mean the ex that Exorcist one. There's um, there's a, I don't know if it's a bundle, but it's oh, I mean it's limited to two thousand globally. Oh wow! Yeah, there we go about collectors. According then, yeah. to this, right. Yeah, um, <clears throat> but this one comes with a BFI book. Oh, so the sweet. British British Film in, uh, Institute, yeah, book on the on the movie as well. I mean, it's two hundred and forty quid. <laughs> um, so it might be a little bit too much, but I definitely might go for that. Uh, that other I, steelbook version. I like to pay the mortgage. Yeah, see, you know, I like to pay the mortgage and eat food as well. Uh, <laughs> food is good. Food is very good. Yeah, I've got yeah, grown quite accustomed to eating. <laughs> um, <laughs> clearly, um, yeah, but uh, but that maybe maybe that forty-five quid version steel books. That's pretty nice. You still yeah. get some art and. Lobby card repros and a, there's a forty page booklet in that as well. There's still some, yeah. There's still some cool stuff in there. Yeah. Just just doesn't come in a big Bible themed box. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what it needs to be in. Yeah. So, maybe, maybe. are we on to part two of our? part three of our monsters of universal catch part, so. part two of our part three our third yes we are our third yeah universal monster yeah which is the mummy the mummy and not brendan fraser mummy even though it's a brilliant film 
it's not Brendan Fraser mummy, but it is. It kind of is. It's the same story. You're right. It is. It is, but I didn't realize that it was because my I was watching this, and my first thought, because we've done Dracula and because we've yeah. done Frankenstein, which are obviously based on like uh, the Victorian, yeah, Victorian novels, yeah, or you know, serializations like written word literature. I was like, right, the mummy. What's the what is the provenance for this? Does this have a book that it's based on? What where does the story come from? And uh, it's it is just it's just fabrication. It is just made up. It's probably heavily influenced by the Howard Carter discovery of King Tutankhamun in nineteen twenty-two. Yeah. yeah, and the supposed mm. curse of the mummy that went along with those excavations. Um, are you aware of this? Yes. Yeah, I did. I did yeah. read this up. Yeah. Yeah, about the backstory. A so for those of you story, uh, yeah. that, that perhaps not in the know, when Howard Carter discovered uh, King Tutan's com, uh, King Tutan Carmoon's uh, tomb in 1922, uh, found all the wondrous things, the very famous death mask, gold death yeah. mask that, you know, you think of Egyptian pharaohs, you probably think of treasures that came out of that tomb. Um there was a couple of freak accidents in the or subsequent years that people, a couple of people involved in those excavations died. And it was att attributed to a curse uh, mm. that had been placed on the mummy's tomb. Apparently no such reference to a curse on that mummy's tomb exists. From what I read, I don't think there was any sort of hieroglyphs that say anything about okay. people being cursed if they open it but because they because the people involved were there have been curses found on on mummy's tombs and sarcophagi and things that has been found but i don't think there was anything specific on king tutankhamun's tomb mm. but people died and they're sort of like two and two got put together and oh they died because of the mummy's curse and then hollywood got hold of it and made the mummy and of course and that's that seems to be that seems to be the provenance for the story of the mummy uh, universal's 1932 movie and i was watching it and was halfway through before i realized that the 90s brendan Fraser uh, like family action movie yeah. is the same plot I, I did not realize that it was that close i mean i kind of knew like oh we, they'd made a new mummy movie based on those old mummy movies yeah but i didn't realize that they were so closely linked where we actually have you know the same character imhotep and mm. uh the the same plot line about resurrected uh priestesses and things like that i didn't realize it was well, because it was there's so much more close. more story and budget with obviously the 90s one yeah. it's a lot more fleshed out mm -hmm. uh pun intended um uh, did we sorry did we introduce this yes hello folks this is the dreadcast this is 1932's the mummy on our oh, monsters of universal i i, I we talked about the, uh, 
because of how messed up our recording has been with this, it's because mate, we're I just wanted to properly introduce this. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, if you're not aware, this is the if you're not cast. aware, even though you clicked on the video that it's titled. I mean, it's on the same channel and all the you know, it's yeah. probably the usual place where you do yeah. listen to us. Probably so. seen the big artwork. And, <laughs> you, you probably know, guessed that it is. Just it is to us. clarify what we're doing right now. <laughs> And you you gave us the backstory, perfect, perfect. Yes. Um, you. I I'm I'm not hanging around. Uh, now there was the movie. I so. uh, I liked the first ten minutes, and I was kind of done for the rest of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly the same. This I, this has uh, been this is the. Yeah. I'm gonna just say it right at the top of the episode. This was the weakest of the ones yeah. that we've done so far for me. Yeah. Um, starts off strongly, and then a whole lot of not very much happens. It's a whole lot of Lord Fear from Nightmare looking into his his if, his mystical ba- his ball. mystical ball, seeing what's going on in the dungeon. Whereas, the, yeah, he really bothered me about that. Right, he's looking into his mirror or whatever it is, his pool, and he, say he's he's watching. Um, uh, Dr. Muller, played by Edward Van Sloan, mm-hmm. for the third time. Um, the camera is following him. So his his vision in the in this pool that he can see f- like through space and time, it's it's not a still image, it's a, a camera panning around. <laughs> it's like uh, oh yeah, it's basically just Lord Fear. But yeah, the first ten minutes yeah. that was first ten fifteen, yeah. It's uh Yeah. I mean, I mean, I've got a similar note. It starts well, but it once we get to what the crux of the plot is, um, which is that uh, what Ar- Arneth, Arneth, hey, Ardeth Bay, Ardeth Bay, yeah. got there eventually. It's written down as well. Ardeth Bay. Um, once we once we get to the crux of the plot, where, which is that Ardeth Bay is in fact. Imhotep the mummy yeah. resurrects, who's resurrected right at the beginning of the film and then sort of disappears and we don't yeah. which is another point I'll get to in a second yeah. um, so once we get to the crux of that plot it slows down considerably whereas Completely. they should be like right we know that this guy is actually the mummy and let's go get him they just like do nothing for yeah, a bit they, they do nothing they, they, and like you said they know they keep saying it. They keep saying, like, oh, we'll have to stop him. We'll have to <laughs> we'll stop have to him. Do. We've got to do something, yeah. But first, Jin, like, just, they do nothing about it at all. I wrote that exactly <laughs> down. How did how did I wrote it down? Uh, wrote it down. Hang on. This is so important, obviously. Yeah, I, I basically wrote down how... There's no physical interaction whatsoever. He, they, I feel like there's a part mm-hmm. where they can see Ardiff. He really raises his his arm to do some sort of magical power that he has. Mm-hmm. There's no lunging. There's no. What about fire? What well, about the, fire? the other thing, the other thing as well is, there's no real explanation as to how they work out Imhotep's plan either. No, they just no. somebody just rocks up and says, "I know what he's up to. Let's go to the museum." And they go, yeah. yeah, all right then. After like sitting around for a bit, going like, oh, we should stop him at some point. Like they'd, suddenly they just know it's ve- it's very weirdly rushed. But we are jumping right to the end. Yes, sorry. Yeah, we're getting, getting angry. <laughs> we're getting we are angry. jumping right to the end. There's a skirt back, skirt back to the beginning of the movie. Um, 
We have a nice little miniature, a miniature effect. Yes, I did note spinning, that. I like the that. spinning uh, pyramid and the title card. I like that a lot as well. It doesn't scream we get horror. The, it doesn't. Neither does the use of Swan Lake, which then no. kicks in again <laughs> straight away. So we've got our classic universal use of getting their money's worth of the Tchaikovsky license um, and, and bunging Swan Lake in there. And then what I assumed was location footage of actual Egyptian ruins. I assume that it looked like, um, I think it's, is it Valley of the Kings? It looked like Valley because of the Kings. I... Um, I've always I don't had know specifically. I'll be I've honest. always had a great, great interest in ancient Egypt. I no. really have, and I, I love, I love everything about it. But it's one of those things that I'd love to. I've always wanted to get into. I always want. I, I want to get some books and start reading and learning. But mm-hmm. like most hobbies and interests in life, I don't have the time. It's yeah. just one of those things. That I, it's fascinating ancient Egypt because there's just so much history regarding it yeah and oh yeah yeah huge amount I, I, well as you know tom i am an archaeologist shut up and i have zero interest in ancient <laughs> egypt so i would is that because it's already been done like to go on record and say i know nothing about re, you know re, in, in any real sense i know nothing about ancient egypt so like, don't be coming at me saying, well, you're an archaeologist, you should know, because I am, no, you know, I, I would don't, never do that. I don't know. Um, <laughs> no, I know you wouldn't, and I, but I wasn't necessarily talking to you. This was, <laughs> this was out there into the ether, just to put it on record. But if you, if you are aware that that is what I do as a day job, I have no, like, hand in any uh, Egyptology stuff. <laughs> Although I, it was nearly my degree. To say I'm not that interested really in it, no. I very nearly did a, a specific Egyptology degree. Uh, but that's another story. Um, yeah, I, it's not, it's just not a period that's really ever appealed to me all that much. Um, yeah. So, like, I mean, yeah, there's cool stuff. But I always thought, you know, uh, I always leaned more towards an, ancient history any, anyway, which is how I ended up doing what I do. Yeah. Um, but... For me, it was more like Greeks and Romans, and I wasn't was kind of less interested in in Egypt. Um, I understand that, yeah, I understand. But yeah, I mean, it's uh, it is like you know the the span of ancient e- ancient Egyptian culture and and stuff is is huge. It's so and vast. One of the big sort of early centers of civilization and all that sort of stuff. Um, so I think I think it is. It looked like. Um, Location footage of, of Egyptian, genuine Egyptian sites, Egyptian ruins. Couldn't necessarily tell you which ones. But I did look up uh, where this, and a lot of this was filmed in the Mojave Desert. So not oh, on location okay. in Egypt, which made me think it must be stock footage. And I, there's probably reams of stock footage of mm. Egyptian tombs. You know, I would have thought pyramids and things like that. Um, because, I mean, like I said, in my research, I couldn't find anything that said they filmed on location in Egypt for any of it. So I assume it's stock, it was stock footage. Um, but a nice little setup and a nice little introduction to here we are yeah. in, in Egypt. And speaking of archaeologists, we have them ruining things as usual. Archaeologists in movies are always trouble. Always. I 100%. bet you are very nitpicky with 
that. I mean, uh, not I'm not so much because because generally, TV and movie archaeology is not archaeology. Yeah, it's yeah. it's just not. It's nothing like what we actually do. Um, like time it's team. Still, I mean, yeah, it's just like time team. <laughs> I mean, I, I have been on a lot of jobs where I've only had three days to do a ridiculous amount of yeah. work, so it does still that bit's kind of accurate. But the, I mean, uh, the, let's get let's have it right. Archaeology is not that exciting. <laughs> like the day to day of it is not that exciting. But way back when, sort of the early, um, essentially when archaeologists were just grave robbers and yeah picking up sh stealing shiny things from other countries to fill museums yep um then that's the archaeology that movies tend to go with mm. but it's always trouble indiana jones just you know all, all kinds of trouble um even like john carpenter's ghosts on mars is and doom is archaeologists god pulling out, a, pulling out a ghost on mars reference wow because it's uh, it's my mental list of movies where archaeology has caused all the trouble yeah that film sucks <laughs> i kind of like it we I, talked I've about got, it in species it's a, it's a guilty pleasure but i do kind of like ghosts of mars um but yeah, if the opportunity to do archaeology on Mars ever comes up, I'm not doing it because m everything movies and TV have told me is that like it, it's just it's going to cause nothing but trouble. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so we, it opens on this this group of archaeologists, um, and they've again throwing us straight in. They've excavated a tomb. They they've got a sarcophagus there. They've got a mummy. Yeah. Uh, and a whole bunch of stuff, and it's uh. Yeah, it is. It's kind of mimicking that sort of Howard Carter-esque discovery of we got a whole bunch of stuff, um, and they make a little reference to there being some sort of curse, and then the mummy comes alive. Yeah, they read a scroll and he comes alive. Yeah, that that kind of sums up the the bit we're talking about that we both liked. The thing is, <laughs> as good as it as okay as good as it was compared to the rest of the film. He's the, Boris Karloff as the mummy. He's as Imhotep. Imo, Imo, Imhotep. Yeah, he's, Im, he's Imhotep. Yes, he's not. They've just got it. Like, say I'm here. It's just stood up in the corner. Like, yeah, yeah we'll get we'll get to that in a minute. It's just stood up, mm -hmm. and they've taken they've taken the top off, and he's just stood up there. And when they get the close ups of Boris, you can see him breathing. You can see. Him, oh, really? I didn't know like, that. that. Yeah, he's got his hands <laughs> crossed at his shoulders. You can see him breathing. Um, but visually, that's such, I guess for the time, horrific. That's such so much more of a striking horror visual than mm -hmm. what he is for the rest of the film, wearing a fez in disguise. You know? Yeah, well. And that's disguise. what he is on the poster as well. The, the, the poster is, is great. I love the poster for this. It is that. It's Boris Karloff wrapped up in bandages, all dirty yeah. and gross looking. That but is what you think of. That is what you think of, and that's that's kind of what I was building to mm. uh, in a really roundabout way. But I, that's what I was expecting for this movie. This Same. I was I feel really misled by what I was expecting. Yeah, that it would be some kind of Scooby Doo esque archaeologist <laughs> running around a tomb in the dark with the mummy shambling after him, chase sequences, and there is none of that. There is nothing like I say it, it, the the mummy as the mummy. Yeah, is 
a fraction is is the opening scene. You don't really see him move no, all that much. You get a hand creeping in, and then some bandages trailing out of the door, and yeah. Matey just starts laughing. Oh wow, his absolutely laugh absolutely um, loses his shit, which is understandable. But Ralph, uh, he's yeah. like he was like the assistant to the uh, is it North Norton, uh, the, the main archaeologist, but. Don't His... ask me. I have real difficulty I get the keeping idea. track of who any of these characters were, I'll be honest. I get the idea. It's all good. Um, but his laugh, I his maniacal laugh was fantastic, I thought. Like, that mm-hmm. that laugh was a gr- beautiful portrayal of, I've just seen some otherworldly other sh- shit that yeah, shouldn't be that's... happening broken me absolutely yeah. broken me and i don't know how to respond to this apart from the fact that i think i'm losing my mind and i think he nailed it with that laugh like it's it's really disturbing the laugh actually mm. or something. it's very maniacal so ralph norton the assistant to um professor pearson i believe and then after That's that when we flash right. for, when we flash forward it's wembles <laughs> Uh, it's so, yeah, so, so they're brothers, I believe. Okay. okay. Well, it's, it says I, here Frank Wemple and Joseph Wemple, but they call each other yeah, Wemple. Th- maybe, <laughs> maybe brothers. I don't know. I, I'm just trying to think if I've got a note about it. But I do. I just generally, I did find, I, and I made a note of it just to try and explain it to myself that I do struggle generally with these old films keeping track of who who the various characters are. And I think a lot of it is that it just comes down to there's a lot of like well-spoken white men in tuxedos and suits, and suits most and of the time. Short hair to the side. They, yeah. Yeah. Even even if there's an age difference, they all kind of look and sound similar. Yeah. And it's, I find it really difficult to sort of, you know, really know who anybody is. Yeah, um, completely agree. Especially as they seem to shoehorn in a bunch of characters that just don't do anything. Like, yeah. they're the same. They're all essentially the same person. You could probably cut out three or four people of the cast and not it not make any real difference. Mm. Um, but yeah, the basic setup is that there's an ex- there's one excavation that they find Imhotep in. And then it's a subsequent season of the same excavation. But Matey went mad, and it's maybe a relative of his that's taken over. And then we get Arthur. I've got lots of just disparaging comments about archaeologists. In my first <laughs> there is a good. There is a good point. One of them does make a good point that archaeology is much more to learn from the broken pottery than the sensational finds. And I think it's all well and good that you've said that, but quite literally, you're all about the sensational finds. <laughs> Um. So, what so in that sort of initial animation scene of Imhotep coming alive? Hmm. Um. Again, we've got like a no sound, no score. Yeah. Like very silent, very quiet. Um. Bit which does just add that extra creepiness to the mummy's movements. But unfortunately, like that's it. That that, that is it. That's it. In yeah. terms of the mummy being the mummy, uh, you know, in bandages and shuffling and shambling around, it's it's not. Um, yeah, it's ten years. So the next, we then fast forward ten years to another exca- another excavation, um, and Karloff returns as this Ardeth Bay character, uh, 
who is it's quite clearly it's it's is almost kind of laughable but they've just taken a bandage off and put a fez on him and it's like done (laughs) oh i am mr snrub (laughs) (laughs) but he, he essentially turns up with an artifact and says you should be digging over here because you'll find some. I think I think you'll find some over here, which happens so often when I'm at work. It's just some random passerby. I'll go. You're digging it wrong place, lad. You need to be over there. <laughs> it's like the guy at the pub. That fruit machine's about to pay out. <laughs> <laughs> and I think like, yeah, but they're building the hospital or whatever yeah. it is here. That's why. That's why we're here. We're not just. So many people still think that we are just essentially treasure hunters. Oh. Like we just drive around in a van and go, "Let's dig in that field today and yeah. see what see what's there." Like we're actually here for reasons, not just because this is where we've this is where the pin like landed it. in the map. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where this this bothered me then. If this is it's roughly ten years, I believe, right? Or do they specifically say ten years time difference between where uh, Ralph, Ralph basically lost the mummy? Because he, he, I think, I think there's, I think there's a mention of it, say it being ten years. I, I've, I've written ten years later, and I'm assuming I've got that from the movie. I think, I think it's mentioned. I think they say, oh, that was ten years ago when, yeah, whoever, and he went crazy duh, duh, duh. where has Ardiff been where has Imhotep been this whole time I mean waiting for the British Museum to come back to Egypt I guess I don't I don't, <laughs> I don't know waiting for somebody else yeah come, come I know what you mean what has he been doing for 10 years he could have where did he probably... get that fez from <laughs> where, yeah, where, where did he <laughs> at some point like, see that's a missing scene that I want to see I want how to see does he go from fez. bandages is there a scene of him like in somebody's backyard, like taking washing off the line in his yeah. bandages, taking because a pheasant? <laughs> also, he he is now in the early 1900s, right? I mean, this is set at the same time, 1920. No, no, yeah, ten years later, so it's in the 1930s. They they do the yeah. digging. He is from what 2000 BC? Is it around that time, ancient Egypt? I'm not overly Possibly sure. Possibly even older. Like I said, I'm maybe fascinated. Th- maybe 3000, 4000 BC fascinated in it i know fuck all about it (laughs) because i haven't had time so if he's been in the world our world for 10 years around the early 1900s he's experiencing all this at the time modern technology modern Mm -hmm. world modern lifestyle how has he managed to survive for 10 years maybe with his powers and his ring how has he managed to survive and sort of integrate himself and make it people believe he's part of is it just the fez is the fez doing it is the fez the thing that is making people go hey look at this slick guy this guy he's one of us yeah do you know what I mean? Maybe he's, he's because he has thousand. an entire layer as well, like that is decked out. Yeah, like his his like apartment. Because I'm assuming it is. A, it's not like he I takes don't know. Off a, people off to a cave or anything. But inside it, he's got his pool and it's. Tra- it, but it's just yeah. a house in the town. I, I don't know. You would never really see it from the outside. And he's got a dope like, looking cat as well called Bass. It's like normal normal house on the front, and inside it is like yeah curse of the mummy's tomb it is like pillars and anks and anubis statues and a big smoking pool of water that you can see the future in and it's 
It is very creative. Like that's an MTV Cribs I want to see. Um, it is. Yeah, it's weird. Um, crib. <laughs> here's my here's my baller ass looking glass. <laughs> we got the Escalade on the twenty two. Yeah. <laughs> so we we got the crystal in the fridge. <laughs> This is where the magic happens. A Scarface poster in the movie room. Um, uh, did you ever see Dave Chappelle's sketch on Cribs? Sorry, I just... So yeah, funny. yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we got these... Retrospective of Cribs the other day. We got these Tyrannosaurus Rex eggs. There's only two of these in the world. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, um, yeah, so yeah, so he does. He turns up as like I said. There's a lot of like missing stuff that lots it, of missing scenes that, yeah. that we need to see because obviously, it, fast forward to the '90s and Brendan Fraser's version, Imhotep does have his little helpers. Um, yeah, that his little sidekicks and his little minions that do stuff for him. As far as we can tell, Ardeth Bay slash Imhotep in this is working completely on his own. And I mean, I guess that's what he spent the 10 years in between doing is working out how to function in 1930s society um, and waiting for the Brits to come back and start digging yeah. stuff up again. Because I think he does make a point at, at, at the, to sit. I think when he brings that artifact in, he does make a point that um, Egyptians are forbidden from digging up their ancestral tombs, hmm. but it's fine for other people fine for foreigners to do it um but this is that classic old school archaeology excavations where the the, the white people the colonials sit uh sit around in their deck chairs under parasols and just get the locals to do all the actual manual labor <laughs> um because <laughs> he doesn't it's yeah, he doesn't. Our museums. He doesn't get his uh, uh, assistant slash kind of slave until this part of the film. So yeah, he wouldn't have had him mm -hmm. throughout these ten years. So yeah, he's mm. he's he's interior decorated his own place over the last ten years and learnt <laughs> what's what. Um. um so yeah, they get. So they get. Um, he he sort of insinuates that you know they should be digging over here. Mm. Um. And he's essentially trying to orchestrate the excavation of the body of his former love. Yeah. So if you're if you're familiar with the '90s movie, the Brendan Fraser mummy, it's the same thing. Imhotep was put to death in the past because of a um, a forbidden relationship with um, a priestess. Well, no. Yeah, she's called the the, the woman he. Our female lead is called Helen that he uses as like yeah. a body to reincarnate. Well, she's she contains so it, and yeah, it's the re Helen has the the spirit of yeah. his former love within her. He's the resurrected spirit of her, and they and he wants to do the old mumbo jumbo, old switcheroo, and put yeah. her put her spirit back in her body, and they'll be together. So it's it's a broad story, and I, it wasn't until sort of three quarters through where I realized that it was the same thing. <laughs> that, was, that was happening i think i was still kind of waiting for like some shove shambling bandage action um yeah i mean if we're going back and forth with the whole 90s one he he takes a while to transform because he's got the, yeah. the cheesy cgi of he's like mm. 
half bones and the bit of flesh and then he, he progressively but arguably the that's where the horror comes from because every time he sort of he, he keeps like in, inhaling spirit souls yeah. or whatever every time he attacks somebody he gets a little bit more of his flesh back until he he looks like arnold vosley <laughs> um yeah and we get none of that, that we get none of that but arguably that would be like a good place for sort of the horror element to come from yeah um we just have this well we don't really have any sort of he's not an antagonist they randomly decide that or realize that he's an ancient mummy yeah and there's a bit of chicanery late night antics in the museum where somebody gets killed off off camera, camera. yeah yeah, and... that, is that like a uh, that is the that's not the British Museum, that's in Cairo. That's Cairo Museum. Yeah, that's yeah. It, so everything. I think, as far as I can tell, the entire movie does take place in yeah. in Egypt in Cairo. Um, but yeah, but there's there's a lot more just sort of old white dudes in suits talking in lounges yep. than there is like hot mummy action. <laughs> it's just. Were you um? <laughs> Don't you, Google that, by the way. Don't, no, don't Google <laughs> Are you aware at all of, like, how people were mummified back in the ancient Egypt? Because I looked, I've yeah. been looking it up, and to there's a, a lot to of... To a certain extent. A lot of contradicting yeah. um, reports I've seen on it. Reports. It's not a report. It's not a news report. A lot of contradicting articles uh -huh. with the information. And the only one I could find that kind of really sums it up the best was that has one on... If you were rich and elite or middle class and poor, like poor, the belly was cleansed with an oil enema. The body was covered with natron, 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 N-A-T-R-O-N. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Treatment for 70 days before we returned to the lower ones. Middle class syringes were filled with oil from the cedar tree and injected into the abdomen, dissolving the bowels and interior organs. Body was covered with a uh, same natron treatment. Uh -huh. Body was returned, yeah. Rich and elite, the brain was drawn out through the nostrils using Nose. crooked piece of iron. Yeah. Contents of the belly were taken out of the interior and cleaned using palm, wine, and aromatics. Mm -hmm. Belly was filled with pure myrrh, cassia, and other spices and sewn together again. The corpse was covered in the yeah, same thing. Nothing about eyes. Right? Okay. When he awakens... He has eyeballs. So, yeah. right. So they're, they're still there. But when he awakens, there's this magical power. Obviously, like, his brain's gone. Does it make a new brain? The brain is gone. Like, he's not dead. It's literally out well, yeah, of his Well, yeah, I mean, skull. in a nutshell, his brain and all his internal organs will have been removed. Everything, and he's, everything's gone. Yeah. And he's filled S with a secret blend of herbs and spices. Yeah. <laughs> and secret. But again, at least with the new one, we get, we don't see it, but we get the progression of him coming back. This, we mm. get nothing. And if you know something about being, someone yeah. being mummified, you'd think in an instant, he's fine. He's fine again. There's, mm. there's, it's, well, not only fine, thriving. He's got his swinging back in yeah, central Cairo. He's, he's got a, his fez at a jaunty angle and he's, he's good to go. Um, yeah, I I mean it's kind of a misnomer calling it the mummy, isn't it really? Cuz there's not really much actual is. mummy in it. Um and the, yeah, there's a lot of jumps, it jumps to the post post excavation, uh everything's now in the museum. 
so the, the, there's this sort of like he needs to get into the museum to get the spell book because they yeah. suddenly decide that this this scroll is important and they they're trying to burn it to destroy you. they figure that that'll destroy him if they burn this scroll um but he 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 specifies as well uh he quotes uh, you cannot harm me like he's immortal yeah. or something and i'm just thinking can we not burn you <laughs> <laughs> I've got, I mean, sums it up. I've got a note here that sums it up quite well. They know Ardeth is an evil mummy and they occasionally talking about, they occasionally talk about finding and destroying him, but it all feels very casual. Like he's a wobbly so shelf casual. they're meaning to fix. It doesn't feel as if there's any urgency to it. <laughs> it's like, oh, at some point we'll get to the sorting out of that mummy. Um, or like a creaky f step on your stairs. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, the drawers stuck. Oh, yeah, we'll fix that sometime. Um, yeah, they work. Out, they work out that Ardeth is Imhotep and just casually have a conversation with him about it. Like he comes right to the house and they're just like, "Oh, so you're an ancient mummy, eh? Well, one of these days we'll get round to destroying you." <laughs> just you wait. <laughs> just you don't oh oh you don't want to know what's going to happen oh yeah. you don't you that it's One, so <sighs> god so well it, yeah it's it's kind of frustrating and it's kind of annoying and as a side note we need to talk about frank we need to talk about how thirsty frank is every frank time Wemple, yeah. frank yeah, is talking yeah, yeah, to yeah. helen is it he, He's after her. He's, he's he, gagging. Yeah, but he's he's after her to... It's like she can't say anything without him saying, well, if you just let me whisk you away from all this, it's like, oh, I'm kind of warm and I need to sit down. He's like, well, if you let me like marry you and have children with me, everything will be fine. It's like any opportunity to shoehorn his feelings in there. Oh, my and darling. My taking darling. taking that chance. <laughs> She He's could be so she, thirsty. She could be. She could literally be saying, "There is a mummy that's been resurrected from three thousand years ago, and he's after me." Don't worry, my darling. We'll have a lovely evening. Tonight. We have exactly that scene. We yeah. have exactly that scene. Um, in fact, there's there's a scene where Helen's dog is killed by Imhotep, um, or yes. at least Imhotep's yes. manservant, who I think is credited as the Nubian. Yes. Um, yeah, that's that was a choice. Yeah, that was a choice of words uh, um, used for his title. Um, but ultimately, she's not that bothered. So she goes missing, doesn't she? She's um, she's sort of aware that she, that Imhotep's got this power over her, and it's because of this like uh, spirit, uh, this yeah. alternate spirit that she's got. Um, and he goes round to she goes round to see Imhotep and gets a dog killed and he shows her a vision in the pool um uh, he sh in fact he shows the he shows her who she is doesn't he he shows the uh the past and this uh this yeah he shows basically them. what happened yeah um but then there's odd reactions all around like frank and helen and i've just this is how i this is how i wrote now frank and helen um, she's talking about having another life inside her and she's going to try and wander off and like you've got to look out for me like 
you know, I'm I'm probably gonna try and go to him, and I'm scared and I'm frightened. And he just says, "Oh, I'll, I'll look after you. Yeah, I'll look after you." And it's like, yeah, oh, yeah. not not quite the the same sort not of urgency. <clears throat> but then that's it, and then it, that fil- that filters into this fact that they all know that Ardeth Bay is the an ancient evil mummy come back to life. Yeah, but and they don't care. They just uh, there's not enough urgency about it. There really isn't, no. And then it's... a good, like you said, a good chunk of the movie is this sort of like waiting for them to decide that it's a problem and we'll go and sort it out. But by the same, but there's no, there isn't, I suppose there is no urgency because it's not like he's on a huge killing spree. Mm. It's not like he's opening a portal to the underworld and releasing hell on earth. It's. No, but it's still highly unnatural that we have someone from 3,000 years ago mm. <laughs> that's now alive. Yeah. Uh, but and, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is the main crux of it, is that and, and nobody really is that bothered. I mean, right. they're not even that bothered from like a purely scientific, interested, like, holy shit, this is amazing wow. point of view. <laughs> like, they're just indifferent to the whole thing. It's so bizarre. It's so weird. Um, I noticed with this, though, that, yeah for the most part it is just a bunch of grown men with smart hair and smart suits talking discussing what's going on but there's a constant theme with these films now so far that we have the lead female in peril and our lead male protagonist constantly worried concerned about this lead female so dracula you have mina and john yeah frankenstein elizabeth and victor and now mm-hmm. we have Helen and Frank. Like, it's very similar. And again, they're all smartly dressed men, obviously of the time, are just very concerned and very worried and want to do, I guess in some cases, very thirsty, but it's always about the lead, <laughs> fem- the lead uh, female in peril. Yeah, yeah, very much that sort of the hero saves the damsel in distress. Yeah. Um, angle. Up to a point, because in this, ultimately, the gods just fix it. Gods when we get to the end. like Oh, the Christ, they do. Away. Yes, you're right. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like yeah nothing. Just, no, there's yeah, no, yeah. There's no human agency. Ultimately, go to face Imhotep and the gods sort it out. Yeah. And yeah. strike him down and jobs jobs are good. And, like, Which we don't like even that see. Thing about, no, but it's like that thing about Indiana Jones, like not being um, any use in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Like he makes everything more yes. complicated. Yeah, <laughs> and if he did just left left the Nazis to take the Ark, they would have destroyed themselves. It would have uh, happened regardless. Yeah, everything would have been fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's a, it's a little bit like that. That nothing, and which is probably a good thing because, as we've said, they don't have any sort of pressing. No. need to go and solve the problem but when they do finally pull their finger out they do nothing they achieve nothing and the gods yeah you're right i'm trying to think do they the do they intervene in any way that causes i think they do to, i do uh, do they cause a rupture to his plan like if they were not involved would he have perished at the end i because they tried to burn the scroll but he he beats them to it. He he catches them on his uh, yeah, his amazing glass. He, uh, 
looking glass and yeah, kills and kills he... uh the doctor no the professor he kills the professor yeah, he's he just, trying to he's, burn it he's force choke at a distance kind of thing yeah um and then ult and i think he ta- he, he steals the the scroll or he obtains it somehow i don't think we see him do it but the scroll goes missing from the good people the heroes yeah. Yeah. possession um but they go after him because they they again it's not really explained how but suddenly somebody turns up and says all oh, right i know what he's up to let's go to the museum and they go to the museum and there's, there's a ritual taking place but no, I don't think they have any sort of strong hand agency in like invoking the gods to come and get him. No. I think though they have a conversation about how like this is not right and you know the the past is the past and leave it there. Or I don't I can't even remember to be honest. I think I'd kind of tuned out at this point. <laughs> um, but I don't. Th- it's not like they read a spell or say a prayer. I don't think there's any agency in that in that mm. part i think it's just like a, this is against the gods and you know the suddenly the gods hear that and go oh shit yeah it is i'll stop that and the statue comes to life and laser beams him or something i forget His, I, we we mentioned it uh, earlier. His his crib, man, or wh- whatever it is, it's <laughs> it's not great in the art design aspect. It's it's too clean. It's too neat. It's yeah. it looks like a set. And I know I've probably said that for some of the other films, but this really specifically. There's not much character to it. There, it's like a, a blank stage, and they've hired some cheap props. It's like put that there, put that there, put that there. That's it. Um, I mean, especially we... as well when they do the flashback. Sorry, when they do the flashback to yeah. him back in ancient Egypt, and there's oh. like the secret door that touches and it slides open, that's, pulls out. That's the... like really old style silent movie footage yeah. as well, isn't yeah. it? It feels like a, you're expecting the cards to come up with the ta- you know, with the words on and stuff. It's Yeah, because some of it feels a tiny bit sped up. The way yeah. that some of the movies Yeah, like it yeah, yeah. It's like one and a half speed, yeah. like that old film mm. that really old film footage looks. And you kind of expect to like a piano soundtrack like yes. Like like a movie from nineteen ten, not nineteen thirty, you know. Um, I was just going to say about the set and stuff, like, we uh, we used to have a nightclub called Pharaohs that, oh, had, a, that had an ancient wow. Egyptian theme. Amazing. <laughs> it was absolutely horrendous. It's, but, did, did they dress up? No, no, the staff didn't, but, like, oh, okay. they, they were, basically there was just a bunch of shit painted gold with some, like, yeah. hieroglyphs on the walls and an occasional... Like mock papier mache, like a mummy, sort like sarcophagus case or whatever. It was really, See, really bad. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> what's really tough with it because obviously this is black and white, but it's hard to get out of your head that they look like they're just in fancy dress. But it's like mm. maybe this this was their attire. Maybe they were. It was clean and pristine. But at the same time. 
seeing Boris Karloff and the extras wearing like the headpieces and the the, the jewelry and the spot, it it, it yeah. looks like a stage a stage play with some cheap uh, costumes and outfits. Yeah, like like a high school stage. Yeah, play or yeah, yeah, as well. Amateur dramatics. It's hard like... to get past that. Whereas, like, okay, that may as well what it looked like. Fine, mm. okay, but it's it's not something. But You're probably not. It life. doesn't look lived. Yeah, in. Yeah, not, yeah, yeah. It doesn't yeah. live in at all. Yeah. No. no. Yeah, it does. It, it is very. It's jarring for several reasons, I suppose. I mean, it's not. It's not even as lived in as something like Spartacus. No. Which was all right. Maybe what thirty years later or something. But even then, it's yeah. Everything looks too clean. Yeah. And clinical um yeah clinical. It's, it's a good yeah good way of describing but it. then like you said then the speed the sped up footage and stuff it's yeah it's bizarre yeah that, I, i've whole... forgotten about that little flashback to be honest <laughs> yeah the whole flashback scene because then it ends with him being mummified mm-hmm. that i didn't i quite like that actually because they didn't just result uh, result to like a mannequin or a doll like he does boris karloff being wrapped up Mm. And he's 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 got some very good expressions on his face as he's been as he's doing it, and they completely it's the same shot. They're wrapping, they're wrapping, and they go round his face, and that's that's pretty cool. I like that. Um, and I love, I really actually like the point. They said the slaves were killed who mummified, uh, but well, they didn't say it. basically the slaves were killed that did the mummification of Imhotep, and, and then the guards were killed that witnessed this, mm. and it's like okay. Then who killed the guards? Because whoever killed the guards must have known about it. It's like, where's the? <laughs> where where do you cut? Yeah, where, where do you the old stop? Lady swallowed a fly. Yeah, and where do you where do you cut it off? Yeah, um, that I don't know why that felt very three hundred. The film three hundred. I I think, I I there is maybe precedent I mean, for that kind of thing occurring because you get these. I think it was at the, uh, I forget which emperor it was. It was the Chinese emperor where the terracotta warriors were found. Yep. His tomb. Um, so the terracotta warriors is only, the only, is only a fraction of that tomb. There's oh yeah. It's huge. Yeah. Excavated. Um, and there's, there's stories of there being like all kinds of Indiana Jones style booby traps in mm-hmm. there and, uh, like crossbow, bolts firing out of walls and a map of the world in mercury and rivers of mercury and, and like loads of really mad stuff in there wow. um and i think it's i think it comes from that that apparently the designers of or it's said that the people who designed and built that tomb were all executed so nobody they won't be able to share the secrets of the tomb with anybody else yeah um so I think I think and there's probably other stories of similar things happening, maybe with some of the constructions of the Pharaoh's tombs as well. Um how much actual hard evidence for it there is, I couldn't say. Probably maybe not that much. Hmm. But it's one of those things that maybe there's been a couple of instances of it and it's I guess it's it's kind of a cool idea for you, you know. It is, yeah, I like it. Yeah, your villain or whatever, and it, it it's it's snowballed. Probably not as prevalent as you maybe think it is. But then it's like that past. The past is a more brutal place mm. in 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 our imaginations and in popular culture and stuff like that. Things were a lot more, you know, 
depraved and dirty than they are yeah yeah supposedly are today um so yeah whether you know whether things like that ever took place maybe they did in a few odd occasions probably not as much as popular culture would Mm. make out um but yeah it is like where do you draw the line like (laughs) yeah yeah um it's it, this is a hard film. I gotta be honest, man. Compared, like I know we're we're trying to go through these, but this film, and I I, I try not I try not to want to sp- I don't know what to want I don't want to try and speak to much negative, uh, have any negative thoughts about this film. But I really didn't have that many thoughts on this film because there wasn't much going on. No, no. I think, like like you said, like you said at the beginning, uh, that first the 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 initial setup and Emotep coming alive, mm. good, and then not very much until it just abru- again has that really abrupt ending. The gods sort it out. The credits roll. Literally, like we get a brief shot of the plastic skeleton that Emotep's been reduced to, and credits roll. It yeah. f- it finishes like that. Yeah. No, I I I don't want to. It kind of feels disrespectful to like rag on it as well. Like I, I want, I really wanted to like it more than I did. Yeah. But it, it, it was, it was just kind of boring. It was, it was just a bit rubbish. It was very disappointing. Like, very disappointing. N- not, not much happens. I mean, part of, part of it was maybe that sort of surprise that it wasn't like a shambling mummy chasing people around, which is what I yeah. was expecting it to be. Um, but then the lack went... of urgency. Oh, god, yeah, just yeah. really didn't help. Because you know, I, I I could have got I got over that quickly, and I was like, okay, fair enough. It's not that that that's interesting. The, you know, but Karloff's come back as this Art of Bear character. He's clearly the mummy, and now we'll see how they find that out. But then I'm still kind of. I got to the end and I was like, well, I don't really know how they found out. They just yeah. kind of. I mean, apart apart from him being like really the spit, but you know what I mean. It, there was no like big revelation, or it was just like, oh yeah, so he's a mummy then. Yeah, we'll sort that out at some point. Yeah, probably. We gotta then... sit and talk about it for a while though. And then a few more scenes of that, and then it finishes. Yeah, yeah. there wasn't really yeah. much. Wasn't really much going on. Yeah, I'm glad uh, they remade it with Brendan Fraser. Well, yes, yeah. <laughs> that's far more. It's a far more entertaining version of this same story. Completely, yeah. In fact, there's there's no re- the only recommendation for this film is for the his- historical point of it. You know, it's part of a historical collection of films. Mm-hmm. Go watch it for that aspect. But yeah, if you want a better version, go watch the fun '90s version. Um, personally, yeah. I I don't. I don't have anything else to say on this film. I don't hate it. I just, yeah, I don't have any more yeah. thoughts or opinions on it. It exists. I mean, we got some sort of pseudo sequels. Um, I don't know if Karloff was in any of the others. And then, speaking of Karloff, like we, yeah, from Frankenstein to this, it's it's kind of night and day. But I think it's down to the characters. That he yeah. portrayed. Yeah, yeah. I mean he he plays he plays Ardeth Bay Imhotep 
perfectly yeah. well. There's nothing. There's nothing wrong with how he plays it. Um, it it's 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 just not really very much for him to do. No, apart from be a be a bit mysterious. Whereas our uh, monster goes on an adventure. <laughs> I mean, looking looking at that classic poster, it comes to life. Karloff, the yeah. uncanny as the mummy. It, it's uh, it's a fantastic image, and it is all about him being the mummy. And yeah, that poster know, like, is like so said, good. I mean, I love all these old posters. They're oh, all they're fantastic. Cracking. But very, very miss out. There's a couple of ones that show maybe a little bit more the reality of it. But I think the iconic image of him in the mummy is him in the bandages and not him in the fez. Yeah. It's... At least, at least from what I've seen. You know? Yeah, you couldn't have the him in the fez as the the main poster child. That wouldn't. <laughs> that just would not work really at all. <laughs> Um, but then you're leading the expectations of your audience into thinking, oh, this is, oh, what is that? That monster? Oh, oh, he's gone. Okay. Well, yeah. Was, I enjoyed that. Yeah. It yeah. It's a real, it's a real sort of bait and switch. Yeah. Um, uh, from that point of view. Yeah. Uh, my, the mildly, I think it was too, but my least favorite of the universals that we've, we've seen so far. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, I don't have a great deal to to say and i suppose it's funny that i've always without having watched this before mm. but just thinking about those sort of classic monsters anyway i've always kind of ranked the mummy like low quite low down um so along with the invisible man as, as well i was kind of think like eh, not really I, I haven't seen the movie can't you know looking forward to watching it but like in terms of like you've dracula Frankenstein, oh, a werewolf, yeah, the wolf yeah. man. Like, you know, they're they're like the, the exciting ones. And then yeah. Mummy for me is kind of down that scale. And now having watched it, yeah, it it's where I mentally it, it belongs where I'd already sort of mentally put it. Yeah, because um, what what do you do with them? Like if they if it was kept as excuse me, um his mummified state in the beginning uh he moves slowly does he have magical powers what do you what do you do with that as a monster I mean, it's really it's a, a fair question that is a fair question i guess i would have had them trapped in i would have had them trapped in a tomb at the moment you know like yeah almost like an evil dead kind of just you know not like the evil dead but in that sort of situation that they've entered the tomb mm. read from a book oh look some hieroglyphs we'll read this that's a spell that reanimates the mummy and then mm. they find that they're trapped in the tomb and the mummy's chasing them around. Um, that, you know, that's a premise. Maybe yeah. he could have had some magical powers as well. You know, why not? I think for a black uh, and white film as well, that would add to more uh, more scared states for the audience because they'd probably, yeah, you could have, land, there'd just be lanterns. You'd be in this tomb. Yeah, lots dark. of shadows and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and some I mean, of your hand that, creeping. Yeah, that would apart work. from apart from that opening scene with the hand, you know, we have that hand creeping moment, mm. and uh, a couple a couple of bits in the museum after hours, arguably, most of this is daytime, well lit. Somebody's living room. They're, they're yeah, just well talking. lit for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, you know, the whole scene. There's a a party or a, a nightclub or wherever they are. 
Like, there, there's not much of the horror, like, setting. You know, no. there's, there's not really no. any horror settings. Um, so, yeah, I don't, like I said, it, it's 50% me expecting a different movie and it's 50% same. just not being that impressed with what it actually is um, as well. Um, yeah, yeah, not not the best. No, not the best. Um, yeah. So that, folks, is is the Mummy, nineteen thirty-two. Um, <coughs> do you know what? It's quite nice that we went Dracula, great Frankenstein, better. It's nice to actually have a, another a, uh, end of the spectrum on these films. So we're not just going great, great, great. I mean, it's nice to talk yeah, about good yeah, things. Yeah. But it's nice to have. A film maybe we didn't enjoy as much. And then maybe we might come back up with the next one. We might go up and down. And yeah, definitely. The next one, next film in our series, uh, the Monster Universal, will be the Invisible Man. Now it will be the Invisible Man. Oh, that's yeah. Good. So we, that's definitely one we've both not seen. So I'm yeah, looking forward to that. That would be good. No. Um, I've just. But uh, what, oh, we what? are back on literature, I believe, with this one, aren't we? Isn't the Invisible Man based on a novel? Uh yes. Based on H. G. Wells' 1897 it novel. It is H. G. Wells. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but one thing I just noticed, as I haven't, I don't have the Blu-ray uh, box set on me. Obviously, mm-hmm. that Blu-ray box set that we've based this series on is the mm-hmm. the top films, so we say. But as you yeah. look in the Universal Classic Monsters in order, it went Dracula, Frankenstein. Then you've got little other ones that feature called Murders in Rue Morgue, 1932, and also after The Mummy, Island of Lost Souls, which oh, okay. I've, I'm aware of Island of Lost Souls. It's the... Um, oh, I hate saying this. I believe it's the, it's the Island of Dr. Moreau, it's, uh, or, Doc, or the oh, Island okay. of Doc, Dr. Hibbert, where he changes everyone into animals, <laughs> the panther woman. So and then you, then you've got the Invisible Man. So it's like we we are missing a lot of these films. We're just we doing we're stuff. just doing the top ones that are on this. It blue has one. just gone for the big ones. I mean, Black Cat. I think Black Cat. Is, yeah, is is a, is a the Raven. A, it's another Karloff. Um, but yeah, that's not in that that box set. So in terms of the box set and this list, I mean, we've got uh, we've got, obviously we've got Dracula, we've got Frankenstein, we've got the Mummy, Invisible Man, Bride of Frankenstein's in there, I believe as well. Yes, it is. Um. Hmm. And then the I mean, Wolfman. Yes, the Wolfman. Which is n- is not. Do we have another werewolf movie before that? Werewolf of London. There is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not on the um, Blu-ray. You got Werewolf of London. Yeah, that's there. You've so also that got not on, that is not on the box set, but we've got the Wolfman uh, one. Yeah, there there and... are so many. There are so many. And then we're on Phantom of the Opera, but we've got, yeah, The Mummy's Tomb. We've got more Frankenstein sequels and stuff been, uh, yeah. before that. Uh, it's quite a quite a collection. Then we go on to Abbott Costello. Yeah. Yeah, so we're only just focusing on the, the peak ones, but there's some there's a few sprinkled in here that I'd personally like to get to in, in the future, especially yeah, Island of yeah. Lost Souls. I'd like to try it. And... Uh, um. Uh, where was it? We have talked about doing the Abbott and Costello. Ones. Yes, the Abbott Costello ones. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. Um, Invisible Man next time, and not Hollow Man. 
Invisible Man. <laughs> <laughs> Even though Hollow Man is uh, is a very five out of ten film. Um, well, we'll no, see. Got, Again, got nothing that, on that. You know, he's not no. one of the heavy hitters of the of the monster genre. You can't expect no. many more sequels. Somebody's got an itching to have another stab at an Invisible Man movie. Doesn't happen very often, yeah. does it? I uh, I never got around to seeing the most recent one, Elizabeth Moss. It was meant to be very good. Came out oh, right. a year yeah, or no, two I ago. Um, yeah, it's yeah. about that. Who knows? So we will be getting to the Invisible Man at this rate. That will probably be will end of September, I think. But stay tuned yeah. to all our social medias, which is the Dreadcast on Twitter and instagram and it is twitter it's not just by x you can find it on x it's twitter you know it's twitter the yeah. underscore dreadcast and you can find <clears throat> excuse me this podcast and all other past episodes and our previous monsters of universal episodes featuring dracula from 1931 and frankenstein 1931 on spotify apple google amazon podbean and youtube very good. Very nicely done there. You can also send us an email at the dreadcast pod at gmail.com. Um, again, as I always say, we like to hear your thoughts, your comments, suggestions, or just, you know, a nice little friendly hello, whatever you want to send. Um, Tom's told us, uh, told you where you can find all past episodes. And I think that about wraps it up from us. I think it does another issue, because another we, issue, another episode, another issue because we've had a busy another night. Issue we've had a busy of night of the dreadcast of the dreadcast. So until, until next, next time, time guys, stay spooky with Pazuzu. <laughs> 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 <laughs>